Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fantastic Minute, the show where we talk about Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox, one minute at a time. I'm Tyler Boudreau, film buff. I'm Condor Boudreau, fan. Fan of what, this movie, or just a fan, like, blows wind? Uh, fan of this movie today. We'll go with fan of this movie today. Okay, so, we're on minute 12 of Fantastic Mr. Fox. Minute 12 starts with Ash and Christopherson standing on top of a tree branch, and it ends with... Ash asking his father whether or not he thinks he's an athlete. There's a lot that goes on in this minute. This is a pretty fun minute. Yeah. We, uh, you see... laughed every single time we watched it, so yeah, I yeah. think there's a pretty th- good th- gag in it. I think there's two great jokes in this minute. Which, Please go on. Okay, the first great joke is that when Christopherson, Ash and Christopherson are diving into this pool, Christopherson dives into, well, Ash dives in first, he makes this big splash, whatever. Then Christopherson dives in, and he makes this little tiny splash that is not physically possible. I mean, have you ever seen an Olympic diver? Because they do very something very similar. It's definitely not in the shape that Christopherson's is Yeah, in, well, and the, also the sound is, like, literally, like, not a sound that water makes when a person or a fox dives in. And also, it's not, the pool is not deep enough yeah, the for pool, either of the them to be The pool is also diving. really small. And I'm like, also, what if they missed? Because it's a pretty, like, narrow pool. You know, <laughs> they just missed, it would just like, be a very different movie if that <laughs> Mr. Fox's crippling depression after the death of his son. That, yeah. Wait, wait, what he thinks, but he thinks that Christopherson is his son. He's in denial. Ooh, that would be a good oh, movie. Gosh, like, psychological, no. like, or not. drama. Or not. All right. I don't want to watch that movie. Joke number two, please. The second joke is that, uh, well, Mr. Fox is really proud of Christopherson after he does that dive. And then Christopherson just kind of like shrugs it off because he's a very humble person. And Ash is envious. And he uh, begins to dry himself off with his towel very angrily. And it's very funny. I mean, (laughs) I think something that Wes Anderson does in this film is or the writers, or whomever, a lot of people, make it so Ash seems like a 12-year-old kid. He is 100%. Even if he's voiced by this older actor, and I think the actor has a lot to do with it too, but it really comes out in the body movements and how Ash looks. He, like, psychs himself up before he jumps off the thing and does, like, his dad's little, like, he Almost like, like he, his try, yeah, he tries to, he like hand. snaps and like whistles like he's gonna trying to do like a trademark of some sort, which yeah. I noticed, yeah. Yeah. And they just he does such a they do such a good job making him both likable and an annoying little person all at once. Well it's like you can't even blame him because he's just he's just a kid. Yeah. He, and he wants to impress his father and it's it's hard when he has to compete with Christopherson. Exactly. Because Christopherson's so perfect. Also the bandit, the bandit eyes were super strong when Ash p- popped out of the pool. Um, I was like, if you were just to look at the single screenshot of Ash in the pool, you would think he's a raccoon, not a fox. Yeah, when they get wet, they look a lot different, which I think is a great effect. Yeah. yeah credit to the, the animators for I, Yeah, and I was actually going to mention, speaking about animation, um, this is one of the first real moments in the movie that you get the sense that there's mixed animation here because the pool animation, um, the water's animated um, when Christopherson splashes, and then when he spits, that's computer-generated animation. And not yeah, but it still stopped. matches the style. Absolute, no, absolutely, it does. But it's one of the first times that you're like, oh, they use more than stop motion. Yeah. Because the water, 
like earlier when like when the coffee when was Ash being... splashes, it's the regular animation. Yeah. Yes, definitely. My other note is that Christopherson still doesn't talk in this minute. Yes. When Ash is about to jump into the pool, he kind of just looks at him, and then when Mr. Fox compliments him, he just kind of shrugs. Still doesn't talk. Yes, and I think to add on to the talking bit. Mr. Fox is like, I'm speechless, yet he won't shut up about how good Christopherson did, prompting Mrs. Fox to give a great glare. Yeah, very good glare. I think the key to Mrs. Fox, Mrs. Fox's glare, is that Mr. Fox was very uninterested in Ash's dive, but very interested in Christopherson's dive. Yes. That was the point of the glare. Absolutely. There's an equity issue here, and Mrs. Fox is already anticipating her son's outburst at Christofferson being there. Yeah. What else do I have? Oh, also, just their choice of bathing suits or (laughs) swimming trunks. You have these very large, they almost look hand-me-down-ish for Ash. Yeah. They're just large and orange and then christopherson's got this little speedo thing going on yeah and it's kind of wonky it's like where did these come from they fit their they fit their like body types yeah and their personalities but yeah um my thing was when ash dives into the pool mr fox tells him to remember to keep his tail tucked and then so what does that mean (laughs) Like, to keep it, like, tucked between his legs? Probably, because he was also flailing his arms and legs, and, like... Oh, I like I like the animation of him flailing his arms and legs. That's a very amusing, also. Yes. Um, but but then, I, think, I think the tail tuck has to do with, like, keeping your body rigid the way yeah. Christofferson did. Well, Christofferson, like, didn't, like, tuck his tail. But it was tucked... Like, it didn't flap. Like, he would have had to hold that together. Yeah, he... Well, he just held it with the stream of the wind parallel with his legs he didn't like tuck it like hold it in his legs he just like put it there the real question is how much control of their tails do they have that gets into the question of whether or not their tails feel pain which i think would be a question for later when we get more into our tail talk later okay what else have we got in this minute we've got Uh, mrs fox painting thunderstorms in a fabulous apple dress Yes, she's had this apple dress on for several scenes in the movie. Yes. You, now we get really close you on it. You get really close to and it. it's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, and her, as is her thunderstorm. She yes. makes some real... And this is the first acknowledgement in the film of the fact that all the artwork hanging in their house is made by her. Yes. She is, you get clues that she's carrying around paintbrushes and such, but this is the first time we really see her paint. So what's the deal with these uh, paintings? Are they painted by real people? That just are like are really tiny. Oh, man, I should look this up. I will have this information for you soon. I that would don't be my assumption now. because they just like really tiny painting. Yeah, no, and that's definitely a thing that is done. I know it was done in they did it in Coraline, and I've seen it done in other movies, but I do not know about. The, I know they did it in Corpse Bride too. So that'd be I a would cool painting to have, just like original painting. That from, would be wicked cool. It is like three inches by two inches. That'd be adorable. I want that now. <laughs> oh, Thank <great>. you. <laughs> oh, great. Um, we'll go on a hunt for that. Also, it's nice to know that uh, foxes are able to do karate. Oh, yes. Andy does karate. Yes. Speaking of Christopherson. Christopherson. Does karate ever come into the movie later? Yes. Do, like, does Christopherson beat anyone up with it? No. Well, kind of. Yes. He kind of does, and then he also uses it to teach Ash how to cut the lock. Okay. So we'll get there. Save it. Save it. <laughs> okay. And then Mrs. Fox asks 
Mr. Fox if he still feels poor, and he says, less so. But he looks away first. Like, there's a hesitation there, and I'm like, mm, I think man. he just wanted to come up with a clever answer. Mm. I think, I don't think he does feel that poor. Okay. I think he was just saying less so to, like, still be, like, snarky Mr. Fox. Mm. Like, I'm snarky. I'm not going to give you the answer you want. I just want Mr. Fox to shut up sometimes. <laughs> like, when he was doing the whole Christopherson thing, I was like, dude, you are overreacting. You are saying woo and, like, clapping and, like, there's four of you there. Wait, that's, that's a excessive. question. Wait, he claps with his paws? Yes. But it makes human clapping noise? But, I mean, they have pads. I mean, we could get one of our cats and try this. Cause yeah, they basically no, it these... wouldn't work. No, but, like, are they imagining the pads of the paws is more skinny? Also, like, fox legs wouldn't be able to clap. No, not at all. <laughs> Maybe, like, side to side, but not, like, palm to palm. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, man. Slowly ruining my vision of this movie. <laughs> so, many, so many minor plot holes. Do you have... Oh, oh, newspaper. Um, we get another newspaper shot, but we can't read very much in this yes, one. Yes, all we can see is that bandit hats are 40% off. And I feel so like this questions. is an important plot point if you can't read anything else in the newspaper. So many questions. There's also like a little map of like Mexico. Mexico and I'm like, why? I don't know. I would like to know. Please um, tell me. Okay. But really, the more, more important thing is these bandit hats. They're 40% off. What's Time their to ori- buy. What's their original cost? Who knows? Because <laughs> it right seems now, like no for- one's buying them. Otherwise, I mean, they wouldn't have such a big sale. I think part of the problem is calling them bandit hats. If yeah, you were to call them ski this masks. This is weird marketing t- tactic here. I think if you were to call them ski masks, although they are animals and maybe they see, instead of ski masks the way we would, we see them as, ba- like, if you were to think a fox is going to use that kind of thing to bandit as opposed to ski. Well, I, I suppose the question is, is stealing from humans frowned upon? I don't think... Or is it just dangerous? I think it's just dangerous. I think it's not. So if they're going to bandit from, like, like humans, then, like, sure, they can sell bandit hats. I don't see the advantage of having a bandit hat as an animal stealing from a human. Blend into the dark. No. (laughs) When When in this film does having a bandit hat help them? Never. It looks cool. It looks cool. That's about it. It's it's good for jokes. Jokes, Uh, jokes, jokes. Yes. Yes, but the bandit hat's pretty cool, and there's a map of Mexico. Both, yes. Both two confusing things in one shot. And then Ash asks, do you think I'm an athlete? Which we will have to leave unanswered. Yes. I have another note, but it's a long note, so if you want to go for do you have anything else? A long note? Is it like a whole note with a fermata? Sure. Do you have anything else? You did have something about the sky, I believe. Oh, the sky is very orange. I like the orange sky. Very fall. (laughs) Not fall! (laughs) It is fall. It's not fall. Um, No, but it kind of, it made, especially when the boys were jumping. It was a cool background. Yeah. I like that rope ladder. Christofferson, too. He, like, blended into it a bit. It was kind of wonky at that. Yeah. I like how they have the rope ladder climbing up to the branch. That's then, kind of fun. And they have an electrical outlet at the top of the yes, tree. Yes, alternating current. Ooh, helpful. <laughs> Don't want any of that direct current. Negative. Not that would unless you're up, charging something. Blow up the tree. <laughs> True. That'd be terrifying. Um, what was your note? So, my 
reoccurring soundtrack plug. Oh, yes. Um, so in the background of this scene, we hear the song Love, uh, sung by Nancy Adams. It was written for D- Walt Disney's Robin Hood, that which came out in 1973. Fun thing about Nancy Adams is she was the wife of the music and lyricist there were two people that worked on both parts together as most disney films are they'll work on both together um she was married to floyd huddleston i think i'm reading that right yeah huddleston and the other music slash lyricist was george bruns and so this was part of disney's robin hood which as many people know it stars foxes foxes so it's very appropriate Um, True, that, that is the only other like mainstream movie to have foxes in it. Yes. Other than like oh, Fox and the Hound. Well, now Zootopia 2 has the main character Fox. But the Fox and the Hound is an actual fox, yes. not an anthropomorphized fox. Correct. Todd, who's adorable. Okay. But a fun fact about this song. Um, it's the worst song in the soundtrack? No, I will debate that. Um, as of now, it's the worst song yeah, in the soundtrack. As of now, yes. I, it, not not that it's like the worst performed song. No, it's, just it's like, a little. It's a beautiful song. It just does not fit in. It's, it's just very it's, different. In yeah, comparison. it's not a song I want to listen to on the soundtrack. Yeah, it's very different than the rest of the soundtrack. And, and this is coming from a person who doesn't really like heroes and villains that much. I know. No, but it's in the background and it's very soft and it just it kind of like really like sets the mood. Also, they have a record player. They do. Um, Hipsters. Wow. Well, it could be back. I mean, yeah, this no, is, this is, takes place back in like the sixties or something. So or seventies, yeah. because that's when this song came out. Seventy three. Uh, we wouldn't want a uh, what's the word? Anachronistic. Anachronistic, Mister Fox movie. No, um, but this song was actually nominated for best original song in the forty sixth Academy Awards. It did not win. It lost to a Barbara Streisand song. Rats. But I no mean, foxes. foxes. <laughs> but, uh? Uh, no. But it just, it's this lovely callback to Fox movie. Fox movie that, like, basically allowed foxes to be anthropomorph, like, nah, I can't say that word. Anthropomorphized? Yes. Without being villainous, per se. Because Robin was truly a good fox. Well, foxes are kind of also this trickster character. Yeah, in other, like, in Nanzi stories, there's a fox character. Br'er Rabbit has a fox character. Yes. Um, yeah, but yeah, they are often bad guys, but I can see them being good guys. Yeah, but it doesn't happen very often. Robin Hood was kind of the one that kind of broke ground on yes. that. To make it popularized. Popular. In the scheme of, in the grand scheme of things. Okay, then. Anything else? Yeah. Do thunderstorms have a deeper meaning for Mrs. Fox? Like, are they supposed to reflect something? Um turmoil i don't know i was thinking about that because he was the way he asked he was like oh still thunderstorms today and it's like does she do is she like in a blue period kind of like is it a thunderstorm period i think her expression of her emotion is through these paintings and the way she makes these paintings is that there's these beautiful landscapes but instead of a regular sky there's these thunderstorms. So it's this juxtaposition kind of represents her life where she has this perfect life, but with clouds on top of it. <laughs> Mr. Fox being the clouds of the thunderstorm ruining everything. 
Sure. I And I suppose at the end of the film, she's probably... St- I think she's still painting thunderstorms? Nope, nope she switches. Okay, so... So the conflict caused by Mr. Fox is clearly the indication of these thunderstorm paintings. Yes. I also found out... I solved it. Congratulations. I'm such a film genius. Congratulations. Um, I also discovered something else when I was researching something... I was looking into the thunderstorms a bit. Like thunderstorms in general? No, or like the, the thunderstorm, thunderstorm paintings. paintings. Okay. Cumulonimbus clouds. Yes. Of course. Science. Um... <laughs> No, what I was going to say was Meryl Streep was originally not billed to be Mrs. Fox. It was originally going to be Kate Blanchett. Oh. And that would have been different. It would have been different. I'm not that familiar with Kate Blanchett. She is the white witch in the Chronicles of Narnia film. I thought that was Tilda Swinton. No, I'm pretty sure it's Kate Blanchett. All right. Um, and then she also is Elizabeth. I'm pretty sure it's Tilda Swinton. And Carol. Because Tilda Swinton's the bomb. I'm, what am I looking at? Chronicles of Narnia. It's definitely Tilda Swinton. She's, okay. she's like a witch character and like, yeah, isn't she, is she Galadriel? No, that's Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett is Galadriel. Yes. Yeah, not you Tilda s- Swinton. Yeah, Tilda Swinton is the white Narnia. Okay. Yeah. Um, ooh, Liam Neeson as Aslan. Oh, it is Tilda Swinton. Oh, get wrecked. Oh, but oh, she's Galadriel. Oh, oh. Kate Blanchett. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know who she is, sort of. But yeah, Meryl and she's Street- also Elizabeth, me, like Queen Elizabeth in the Elizabeth films. Okay. Elizabeth and Elizabeth too. Which doesn't awesome make tacular. a lot of sense, because Elizabeth II is a different person. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth II. Even more Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, man. Elizabeth II is not as good, though. In my opinion, at least. Okay, I have not seen those films. They're pretty good. Would recommend. 10 out of 10? Mm, 8 out of 10. All right. Well, I think that about wraps <laughs> it up for today. Go. Now that we know who Tilda Swinton and Kate Blanchett are. They look very similar in all fairness. Neither of whom are in... No, Tilda Swinton... <laughs> Tilda Swinton's the bomb because she has this very androgynous figure. But they kind of look alike. A little bit. No. It's in the way that, like, Shuri... I can't... Oh, God, I'm not going to get any other names right. Never mind. Okay. Alrighty. Well, go Nancy Adams for singing Love, even though someone else voiced Maid Marian. They were like, nope, dubbing her voice. Winning. Alrighty. Well, this has been Fantastic Minute. <laughs> I've gotten shut down. <laughs> We're going pretty long this episode. We've been kind of rambling. So I'm going to call it a day. Man. This has been Minute 12 of Fantastic Minute. We hope you join us tomorrow for Minute 13. Or, or whenever you what, care to listen to this episode. Or whenever we decide to post them, because we're super irregular with that. Sorry about that. It's okay. Our thousands of fans aren't exactly... Uh, hey, someday. Fingers crossed. Someday. You need to say fingers crossed because it's a non-visual medium. Ah. I've been Tyler Boudreaux. I've been Condra. And we hope you have a fantastic day. See you next time. Fantastic.